Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the New Yorker podcast presented by Visa. I'm your host, Olivia Landis. Very, very excited for this week's guest. And I know I say this every single week, but this week, a very old friend of mine, we went to college together back at Colorado State University. We were roommates. We were both in the same program at college when it came to broadcast. So I would now love to welcome in Abby Parr, who is a freelance photographer and currently freelancing a lot with Getty Images. Abby, so good to see you. Thank you so much for joining my podcast this week. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So awesome to be here. It's funny because we were talking a little bit before we went um, we went live and we were talking about how it's really come full circle. And just to give our viewers and the people who are listening right now a little bit of background. Like I mentioned, I'm from Colorado. Abby is actually from Oregon, but she came out to Colorado State and we met each other. Was it our sophomore or junior year? I think it was junior year because we I were think so too. Junior year. Yeah. Yeah. So we met our junior year and we were both part of um, CTV and the broadcast and the on campus. Um, Collegian. Well, Collegian. The Collegian. Yeah. yeah that's, what you call, that's what you call that Colorado State. So Abby was the photographer, um, did, did stuff for sports photography, and then I was the sports producer and anchor. So that's how we met. And now. We're coming full circle, both of us still working in professional sports five years later. This is so crazy. I, I know. I, I still remember when you had me on your CTV show and you interviewed me with Carly um, about being a sports photographer at CSU. And it's funny, here we are a couple of years later doing it again. It's so crazy. So I want to hear a little bit more about your story. I mean, I know it, but I, I'd love the people listening to hear a little bit more about your story. So born and raised in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then you, for your first year, you went to college in Montana, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you went out to Colorado State. And then after that, you were able to intern with Getty in New York City, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk just a little bit about that. Let, let's let's first um, expand on your internship with Getty in New York City, which was your mm-hmm. first year out of college and what that experience was like for you. <laughs> It was truly like the most incredible experience ever. Um, something that I was really special to me about my internship was the amount of trust that Getty gave their interns. Um, instead of just being an internship where they have their interns run cards during sports events or stay back in the offices filing photos, they sent me to some of the biggest sports events happening in the world. They sent me to the US Open. I got to cover the Yankees through their entire playoff run. I photographed the Eagles who won the Super Bowl that year, um, I truly got to photograph the most incredible sports events. And for them to let an intern fresh out of college shoot some uh, events that were that high end and that were um, so many people would be wanting photos from, um, it really just shows how great of a company um, it was to Getty was to intern for. And um, the, the relationships that I made with everyone during my internship, um, I'll cherish forever for the rest of my life. And they're people who I still stay in frequent contact with. And I got to intern with some of the best photographers in the world. And they're also some of the most incredible people I've ever met because they're so humble and they care so much about helping others and giving back to um, upcoming sports photographers. Um, it was just truly the most incredible experience that I'll never forget. Oh, I love that. I love hearing that because I think sometimes, I don't know, it, it, and it's not just this industry, but sometimes you just hear, 
um, about people not always looking out for one another. So it's really cool to hear that not only did you enjoy your experience and felt like you were treated so well as an intern, but the people were cool too. I want to back up just a little bit because mm -hmm. I want to, I just, I would love to brag about you on here. <laughs> you also, <laughs> you also um, were an assistant photographer for the Colorado Rockies, our oh, senior God. year in college. I don't know many college students who are able to be assistant photographers for mm -hmm. professional sports teams. Mm -hmm. How did that opportunity set you up for that internship with Getty in New York sure. City that you found yourself in after you graduated? Oh, that I wouldn't have gotten my internship if I didn't have that opportunity. Um, my old boss, Matt Dirksen, he's still the team photographer. He's um, a great mentor of mine, someone I still stay in contact with every now and then. Um, and, and he definitely took a chance on me by hiring me because I didn't really have any professional sports experience. Um, and a lot of times when people ask me, like, what is your best advice to give people that are um, upcoming in this industry? I say to network yourself and to meet the people around you. And the way that I even got my, my job with the Rockies was because I was able to become friends with an AP photographer the, a year before I got hired. And he let me go to some games with him just for fun, like obviously not paid or anything, just for my own experience to, sh to shoot some games and get some professional experience. And then that's how I kind of became in contact with the Rockies. And then it just happened, so happened that they ended up um, needing to hire two assistant team photographers the following year. And because I had a little bit of professional experience photographing the team, um, I think that's probably what got me the job. Um, but working for the Rockies, it was it was such a great experience. Um, I, something I love working for them is uh, just how well our shooting styles lined up with um, my boss, Matt, and then my other coworker, Kyle, who was the other assistant team photographer. We were all really passionate about playing with the light and um, capturing images that aren't just the pitcher throwing the ball or the batter hitting the ball. They liked, um, we were a team that like, we like to go explore around the ballpark and to shoot the sunsets and to shoot a lot of other really cool elements that you get with baseball. So having that experience with the Rockies absolutely um, helped me get my internship and I probably wouldn't have gotten my internship without it. And it's also something that I look back on and I'm so thankful for the people that I met and the experiences that I had. When, when did you first realize that you loved photography? When did that, that first interest or passion for it spark? Because you went to Montana your yeah. first year of college and then you moved out to Colorado State, but yeah at what point did you find out that you loved and wanted to pursue photography uh, to, to be totally honest with you um the way i kind of just like discovered i wanted to be a sports photographer was i was a junior in high school and i took a film photography class and i got a c in the class and i really wanted to take digital photography but in order to take it you had to get either an a or a b in the class and i obviously didn't get one so i remember i had to fill out a little form to my teacher saying like please let me into this class like I really want to do this class and yeah. god this sounds bad but I re remember I thought of I just thought of the best thing I could think of like the best lie I could, could come up with and I I wrote on that paper that I wanted to become a professional sports sports photographer and the more that I wrote on that paper and the more I thought you know what this actually sounds pretty cool I think I do want to become a professional sports sports photographer oh, that so that, really? <laughs> yeah so you're like let me start out with a little lie like actually yeah. I kind of believe this yeah. lie I think I can do this it was a white lie. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so crazy. I mean, if I had gotten a B in that class, who knows where I would have been by now? <laughs> 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 who 
completely different job or industry. Wow. <laughs> so a blessing in disguise. Okay. So you end up finding out that you want to be a sports photographer by starting out with a little white light, which is okay because it kind of has brought you through this journey to where you're yeah. at now. Um, after Getty, you in New York City, they yeah. offered you something to go completely across the country, right? Yeah. What, 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 what was that approach like in how, how did you make up your mind in that decision? Yeah. Um, so I got pretty lucky and my internship was originally supposed to be just four months, but I ended up getting my internship extended um, for more months. So I was in New York for about eight, nine months. Um, and then right around then when they were getting ready to start looking for their new intern that they have every year, um, I met down with one of my bosses and I said, hey, look, I'll go wherever you need me to, to go, wherever you might need anyone. Um, I know that there aren't like a whole lot of openings in this industry. So if there's anywhere that you think I might be able to be a good fit or um, anywhere at all, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go wherever. And then it, um, they ended up suggesting Seattle and it worked out really great for me because I'm, as you mentioned, I'm from Portland, Oregon and Seattle's about three and a half hours away from Portland. So it was a, it was really cool to be able to come back on the West Coast and be close to my family and to shoot a lot of the teams that I, I grew up watching, like the Trailblazers. Uh, my family is like we're diehard Oregon Duck fans, so I got to shoot some Oregon Ducks. Um, and it, it was just it was really cool. And um, it worked out really well that ended up being Seattle. So now that fast forward a few years, you've now been doing that for a few years now. What's mm -hmm. been your favorite part about this adventure of moving across the country and then moving back and now still being able to be a professional sports photographer. What's been some of the best parts? Um, you know, honestly, kind of what I had just talked about, I think with being able to shoot, photograph the teams that I grew up watching my whole life. Um, my, yeah, like, and also like I just pre I had um, just touched on my family were some of the biggest Oregon Duck fans you'll ever meet. Um, and I grew up going to, to duck games with my family and going to all their football games. And so uh, I remember after my junior year when I did that little white lie, I remember going to duck games and thinking, oh, wow, it would be so cool to, like, to be on the field one day to photo actually be photographing this team. And then fast forward you know, five, six years later, I was able to get that opportunity. It was a really cool moment. And um, that's something that I, I really cherish and always remember how cool that was the first game. Like, looking for my parents in the stands and having them text me, oh, I see you. And um, it was that was really cool. And just being able to photograph the, the trailblazers. Um, Damian Lillard is one of my favorite athletes. Um, he's amazing. And same with Russell Wilson. Um, just photographing the game, the teams that I grew up watching. It's some it's something really special. And um, I will never take it for granted. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, it, it's really cool. I think your story is so unique because like you said, you were able to kind of come full circle and go back close to home, which sure. is always nice. It's nice to be close to the people, you know, especially for you being gone so long. It's it's nice to be able to be back close to home and photographing yeah. all of the teams that you watched growing up. Definitely. I, I wanna, yeah. I want to take a little bit different turn now. You are um, you, you said that you, you're still working out there, still working for Getty, you're mm -hmm. still freelancing. I'm very curious as to you, you being a female photographer in this industry and not only a, a female photographer, but a very young female photographer. You got mm -hmm. your foot in the door very early, which is, you know, very blessings. That's that's a huge blessing. But mm -hmm. what have you experienced as a young woman in this industry on the photographer 
side of things? Um, it's intimidating. I remember when I photographed my first sports event, I walked into the photo room and it was all men and I was the only woman and nothing against um, those men when, when I um, when I was working that event because there are some there's some of the greatest photographers I've met and there are people I still stay in contact with. But whenever you walk into a, a photo room and you're the only female, it's intimidating, especially when it's your very first professional sports event. Um, and at the end of the day, we just really need more women in sports. And I really like where the industry is going with um, things like your your podcast and um, how much more attention lately women in sports have been getting and um, just little things like Russell Wilson. Um, a couple of weeks ago, he came into a, a he walked into a the Seahawks game wearing a Sue Bird jersey, and I remember afterwards during the press conference, he of course had some clutch play in the fourth quarter that um, ended up winning the game the game for the Seahawks. And during that press conference, after he said, "I felt like Sue Bird in the clutch," and we just need more of that to be normalized. I remember it got so much media attention afterwards that he did that, and. I love where where this is going with that getting so much attention, but I just hope that one day things like that can be normal because women sports are being talked about so much and recognized so much um, as much as they deserve to be. And yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, that's where I really hope that the sports industry it um, goes down the road with um, women sports just being so much more normalized and for it to not have to be a big deal because it's just it's something you see every day so often. Yeah, that's. And uh, I, I remember, I remember how that got a lot of media attention. I actually remember that yeah. uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> referencing Sue Bird, which was really, really dope. Yeah. Um, but to kind of go off of that, you said that you know for a while there was a little intimidating being one of the only women in the room. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome those feelings, and more so, just lean on your own talents and your own knowledge? With me, it was, I just remembered how passionate I was about sports and how much I love sports. And yes, it is intimidating walking into a, a room and to be, to be the only young female, but all the people that I've met here in the sports industry, they're all such incredible people. And um, just don't be intimidated, especially if you're for something that you're so passionate about. Remember why you want this and why you show up every day to photograph these sports that you do. And um through, over the years since I had that first um, encounter where I walked into my very first photo room and I was the only female, it's it that doesn't happen too often anymore. There, are, It's a lot more normal for me to walk into a photo room and for there to be a couple other females in the room. And of course, we need more out there, but it's I, I really do see a lot of progress happening. And I think that we're moving in the right direction. And just remember how passionate you are about sports and how you want to help um, the sports the help the women sports community that we have with um, showing everyone that it, don't be afraid to be a woman in this industry and remember how passionate you are and let's get some more females in here soon. <laughs> yeah, I love that though. That's incredible <laughs> advice. I hope everyone listening is taking notes because <laughs> it's really incredible advice. So you, you would say though that it's grown since even when you first started interning with the Rockies, mm-hmm. you would say it's grown in the fact that you've seen more women involved because I know for me I even in the past four years that I've I've worked in this industry professionally I've also seen it grown a lot you've seen a lot more women on the sidelines than I would say maybe in the past absolutely yeah um just over the few years that um since I that first time that I walked into the room it it is a lot more normal for there to be you know two three other females um in the room also photographing sports and even with baseball where there's only you know about four photographers at a game uh, that usually it's me and there's at least one other and it's awesome um 
I just love seeing uh, seeing these little small victories that we've been having with getting more women out here and making it just seem more normal for us to be working in this industry. And um, I can't wait to see uh, how many more females I see in the photo wells and the on the sidelines um, down the road. Yeah, me too. Truly, me too. So where do you go from here? What what exactly do you want out of your career? And it's probably, you know, it's a tough question because if you ask me that, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't know how to answer it. But um, where do you go from here? What do, what do you want to create out of this photography position that you now have in the sports world? I want to just travel a ton and I, um, I want to shoot the Olympics and the Wim Wimbledon and the Super Bowl and I want to shoot some of the biggest sports events happening in the world. And I've been, I've photographed some really incredible sports and some really cool moments in my lifetime. And I, I just want to keep feeding off of that and to keep photographing even bigger sports and even cooler um, games, such as the Super Bowl. And, you know, like I mentioned, the Olympics, that's um, the Olympics is just everything I dream of. And that's the ultimate goal for me. Um, and also just to keep, um, you know, hopefully helping out getting some more females in this sport, in this industry, because I, I like where we're going. I like how the, it's becoming more normal for me to not be the only female in the, the photo wells during games. But um, I hope that I can, even just by doing this podcast and by just being present and going, showing up to work every day, I can help inspire the sports industry and by um, help, help women in sports feel more normal and for it to not have to be such a big deal that we're working in sports and for it to just be something you see all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that's really amazing, Abby. We need more people like you. I love this. I love this conversation. It's it's so special to me, really, truly. This conversation is so special to me just because, again, like we already mentioned, we are really coming full circle. We were once at the Collegian in college, just a bunch of dorky college kids <laughs> with some big dreams, trying to make it to the professional sports world. And now, four years later, you are on my podcast and we're talking about <laughs> women being badasses in sports. That's yeah, so I love cool it. to me. Also, I'll never forget when I think it was like a week after we graduated, I saw you for the first time in a couple of days. And I said, Hey man, like, what are you up to? Do you know where you're um, heading now? And you had just interviewed with the Jets. And I said, Oh yeah. my God, I just interviewed with, with Getty for an internship in New York. And then yes. I was so, so random. Like we didn't even plan it or anything that we were like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have a friend out there if I get there. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. It was so crazy. And it was cool because our first year out here, um, I'm sure people listening can probably just hear how excited we are in our conversation. But yeah, in our yeah. first year out here, we had each other, which was so cool. So much yeah. fun. I remember yeah. when we saw each other on the sidelines, our first jet game. It was so it was so cool. <laughs> we were so used to seeing each other at the sidelines yeah. and CSU stuff. And then yeah, we met Chef Ann uh, later. Oh my podcast. goodness, we did. You're right. I forgot we met Chef Ann. <laughs> that was one of my favorite memories of my interns of meeting Chef Ann from the Food Network. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool though. Um, it's been so cool. It's been so cool to see you really accomplish your dreams and and me be right there along alongside you this whole time. Uh, before I let you go. I want to know if you have any fun stories that you've experienced over the past four years, or maybe just a favorite memory or a favorite athlete that you've photographed, anything like that. Because I mean, now it's been, you're well into almost your fifth year. 
your fifth professional year as a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. So any fun stories or any athlete that you just loves to photograph? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot too, because I know it's probably tough. There's probably so many, so it's many. Tough. <laughs> um, I remember during my New York internship, um, I have a picture of it on my Instagram, but I remember I was photographing the the Nets, Brooklyn Nets were playing the Cleveland Cavs, and I it was my first time photographing LeBron. And of course, over I mean, no matter what, regardless of what happened that day, the fact that I photog- got to photograph LeBron was like the coolest thing ever. Um, yeah. But then I remember at some point during the game, he nearly crashed into me. Um, and my one of my photo friends that worked for the um, New York Post got a really cool picture of LeBron practically just crashing into me. Um, and me just looking up at him, looking so tiny and thinking, oh, my God, LeBron is, like, an inch away from me. And, like, this is so scary because it's, like, it's LeBron James. Like, this doesn't yeah. happen to people too often. And uh, that was just really cool to say I practically got taken out by LeBron. Did he, did he crash into you? Did, did he, like, he, did he, right next to me. he didn't actually crash into me. But I, I joke to people now about how I wish he crashed into me because it would have been <laughs> such a cooler story. And I... Wish I got like a black eye from LeBron or something. Yeah, that would but, be a crazy yeah. story to tell. Oh, one time I got a black eye from LeBron James. Right. I mean, I, I guess it could still happen some point down the road. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be retiring anytime soon, but <laughs> hopefully we can get back on the court soon during COVID because now yeah. I, I get up from the stands this season. Um, but that's, I guess it could happen. Yeah, that is so <laughs> funny. I love that. I love that story. You should keep that story. And you said you still have that picture, right? I do, yeah, on my Instagram, and it was my Facebook profile picture for the longest time. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I love it, Abby Parr. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. It's, I, you know, I just feel like I've been talking to, I mean, I have been. I've been talking to an old friend this whole time. So to be able to have you on the podcast, I can't even explain how much it means to me. I'm so glad that we were able to come back full circle. And who knows? Maybe in another five years, it'll be something else that we're yeah. talking about or talking on. So. <laughs> so much for joining me for the New Yorker podcast. Yeah, thank you. I was um, so happy that you invited me. And I should text you more often asking you to help me ID Jets players after a a (laughs) game since that's how I got this conversation started. (laughs) Yes, of course. I'm always here, always here to help. That's a wrap, though. That's a wrap here for the New Yorker podcast presented by Visa. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Cannot thank you enough for the support. Each and every week, please share and subscribe to the podcast. It would mean the absolute world to me. We're to keep having guests and keep having wonderful women to tell their stories and talk about their careers. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.